Today's daf is Ksubis daf Pei Gimel, and we are at the top of Ksubis Pei Gimel, the new Perik, Perik HaKosef. So Perik HaKosef is really a continuation of Perik Isha Shanaflu, which dealt primarily with the halachis of Nechsa Melug. So just as a brief introduction to the new Perik, the halacha is that a husband has chosim in the nechsemelog of his wife. Nechsemelog are any nechosim, any possessions, any assets that a woman brings into her marriage that she did not include in her ksuba. In the event that she elected to include it in her ksuba, it would be deemed nechsitzoyim barzo, which would have a separate shulchan aruch. In the event that it wasn't included in the ksuba, then it's called nechsemelog. The basic halacha of nechsemelog is, is that the karen, the principle of these nechosim belongs to the woman, so that if they go up or down in value, she's the one that would assume either the profits or the losses. However, the payrace, any income that's generated from those nechasim, that belongs to the husband. But as we saw in Perik Ishishanaflu, there are really three schosim that every husband has in the nechasim look of his wife. Number one, the basic halachi is Eichel Peres. So, for example, if it was a cornfield that produces corn, although she owns the corn, she'll own it forever, but the corn that the field produces, he's going to eat. If it was a property that generates rental income, she'll own the property, but any rental income that will come as a result of the property, the husband will get. That's the halacha, that the Baal is oichel peros nechsem melok. In addition to the schos peros nechsem that a husband has, he also has a schos in that in the event that she dies, the husband yarshins her nechsem melok. So as long as she's alive, she has the care. But once she dies, then the husband Yarshin's his wife. We'll see more about the din Yerusha that a husband has for the nechassim of his wife in tomorrow's daf. But that's a schus that he clearly has in the nechassimolog that in the event that she dies, he's the one that's going to yarshin the nechassimolog. And finally, the third schus that every husband has in the nechassimolog is the topic of the first Mishnah, Perak Ishanaflu, and that is he has certain rights to prohibit her from selling the underlying Nechsimolog. So although she owns the principal, so from that standpoint, you would think she's a violent. So if she wants to sell it, she should be able to sell it. But we saw in the Mishnah, and the Fahim Chesim and Aleph, and it was further revised with the Takonas Usha that the Gemara mentioned in the Fahim Chesim base, and that is that there are many limitations that every woman has in terms of selling her Nechsimolog. And the reason she's limited is because the husband, again, has a schos in even the Karen of the Nechsimolog to disallow her from selling it. So number one, he eats pay Number two, when she dies, he yarshins even the Karen. And number three, even while she's alive, if she wants to sell it or give it away to Matana, she's limited depending on when she yarshin the Nechsimolog and when she's doing it, before Eris and during Eris and after Nesuin. So there's different variables that were mentioned in the Mishnah and the Fahim Chesim and But either way, that's the third final schos that a husband has in the Nechsimolog. On that note, we begin the parakakosif a man writes to his wives, he gives her a shtar, and the shtar says as follows, that I am relinquishing my rights from your nechassim, from your nechassimolog. So the Allah is that although he wrote in a shtar that I'm relinquishing my rights from the nechassimolog, it works on a very limited basis, meaning, he still has the schos to eat the peres nechassimolog while she's alive. Additionally, if she dies, Yarsha, he still yarshins her, meaning he did not give up those two rights. So with regards to what does it, yeah, work? With regards to the third schos that he has in the next log, which is, So although ordinarily a husband has a right to prevent his wife from selling the next log, but being that he wrote... What he did was he relinquished that third wife. Why that third right? Why not the other two? Why not everything? So that's the Gemara's cash on the base. We'll see that. 
Either way, this first halacha in the Mishnah is a halacha that throughout Shas, really, and that is to, discru- to discuss and explain a little bit how this works. And the way the, the Rishonim refer to this halacha, it's the concept of siluk. There's an idea that if I have a schos, I have rights to something, I can relinquish those rights and it's going to work. Now, there are many limitations in terms of how siluk works and when it works, but there is a concept, and the makar to that concept is ksubis da pei gimel aleph, the first sugya that you learn in yeshiva, in, when you learn perak akosev, is the sugya of siluk, that you see that there's an idea, although the husband wasn't makna, his schusen that he had in the Paris Nachsam look to, to the woman or to anybody else. There was no chalis kingin that seemed to take place over here. All he did was, he says, oh, I have rights? I'm going to remove myself. I'm going to relinquish those rights. So you see from this Mishnah it works. Again, a lot of discussion in the Rishonim and the Achrayinim and in the Rashivas and the Lamdas and the Super Lamdas, exactly how Siluk works. But this is the Makar to the Halacha of Siluk. Is there precedence to Siluk? Yish seems to work a little bit like a Siluk digger Halacha. Some say Hefker works. Midim Siluk. Mechila maybe works. Midim so usually, if I'm going to release certain rights that I have in something, I would have to sell it. I would have to give it away. Here there's a concept. I'm not giving it to anybody. I'm not selling. I'm just walking away from it. This Mishnah seems to be a Makar, that there is a concept of Siluk. We'll see more about that in the course of the Sukkah. Let's say he added. He didn't just say, but he added a word. So here he clearly relinquished himself from the Peiros Nechsama looks, then the Allah is, So, not only does she now have a right to sell it, because that he relinquished himself from when he said, but when he added, now he relinquished himself from the Peiros Nechsama look as well. So therefore, if she sell, if she, if he wants to eat the Paris Nachsim look, he can't because he did see look on the Paris Nachsim look. However, the immersive she does Yasha, that third right that he has that he maintains. Although it's true, the Tanakama. You are right that if somebody says Ainli that he relinquished his rights from the Paris Nachsmalog, and therefore however, you would still be able to eat the Pere Paris. So although you removed yourself from the Paris, the Pere Paris, you would be able to eat. What are the Pere Paris? The Gemara is going to discuss that in other days. How then can you relieve yourself even from the Pere Paris? You want to relieve yourself from everything. How do you do that? You would have to say, Again, the Gemara will clarify this exact nusach on base. So let's say you used an all-inclusive lotion. So you hired a really good lawyer. You said, Even which is what you wanted you to use. And you added not just that, but he even added the word Then you relieved yourself from all three schosim that you had. She could sell it, the Emesa, and if she dies, Eino Yash. Shem Gamliel says, no, that even if you said Mefurish, that you don't want to have any schusim in the next Samalog, even after she dies, which Pasha would mean to say that if she dies, you're not going to Yashin her, still Emesa, Yerushena, still you do Yashin her, and the reason is, because the fact that a husband Yashin's his wife is a Dindai Raisa, tonight, tonight, you didn't really make a tonight over here, you were just Masalik yourself from the Halacha and the Torah that a husband Yashin's his wife. Why does this 
related to Maslam Hashakos of Atayros, we'll see that in tomorrow's stuff. Either way, the halacha, the Mishnah, is the concept of Siluk, that a person can relinquish certain rights that he has in something. The Mishnah is talking in the context, exubistic context, the context of Nechzimalog. A husband has three rights in his wife's Nechzimalog. He eats the Paris Nechzimalog while she's alive. If she tries to sell it, the Mecher is bottle, and when she dies, he yarshins even the Karen of the Nechzimalog. Depending on what Lushin he used when he wrote the Shtar of Siluk, that will determine what he relinquished himself from. If he just said, Enli ben Achsayich, then he only relinquishes his right to prohibit her from selling it. If he added Ubeperisayim, then he can't even eat the Peris. According to Rabbi Yehuda, he would have to say Ubeperisayim in order for him to relinquish himself from the Peris. And if he added Bechayich, Uvemoisech, so then he's relinquishing even the right that he would have after she dies, which is the fact that he would Yashin. Rabbi Shemuel Gamliel says that doesn't work because you're a Masna, Masha Kazabatayra, Vechola Masna, Masha Kazabatayra, tonight bottle. One thing worth mentioning before we start the Gemara, and that is in the Mishnah, you see an interesting idea that this person who said, the first halach in the Mishnah, Dinudvarm, so what was that lacha? He eats the Paris Nachsamalog. If she dies, he yarshins him. He only released himself from the halacha that says that if she tries to sell it, the mecher's bottle, being that he said, in this case, if she tries to sell it, the halacha is the mecher's going to be kind. So you have an interesting idea. You have a, a, a metzias where he has a schos in the Paris Nachsamalog. He's eating the Paris Nachsamalog. However, whereas ordinarily... If she wanted to sell it because of the schos peres nachsmog that he has, she wouldn't be able to sell it over here because he said he removed himself from that right. So therefore, if she wants to sell it, she would be able to sell it. And the achreinim say that you see from here a raya to the yisoid of the achreinim that we spoke at and perik and that is the fact that the husband has a right to block any sale of the Nechzimalog that she makes is not a direct result of the Schus Peris Nechzimalog that he has. Ordinarily, you would think that the reason that if she tries to sell the Nechzimalog, it doesn't work, is because he's a shutif, he's a partner. If you have two partners that own something together, and one partner tries to sell without the right of the other partner, so assuming you have a half-decent operating agreement, you can't do that, because the halach is that one partner is going to prohibit the other partner from going and, and selling it. You need him to sign off on it. You only own a percentage of it. The other shutif who owns the other percentage of it has a say in the matter and what happens. So Pasha, you learn that's the way that the first mission in Ishanah flu works. The reason a woman can't just sell the Nachsamalog is she has a Shotif. Who's the Shotif? The husband. Now it's true, he's only a Shotif in the Paris, but that's a Shotif. I mean that he's a Shotif, therefore you can't sell it. But the Achreinim say it's Mavur, this Kamavakamarais that we spoke in a Parakish that's not the way it works. And the way that Arsameach explains it is that although the husband has a Schus in the Paris Nachsamalog, it's a Schus in the Perois, it's not a Schus in the Dekel, Le Perois, meaning in the underlying Karen, he really isn't a Shotif. Why then can she sell it? It's a separate schos that the husband has that prohibits her from selling the Nechzimalog. This Mishnah, Seyda Achreinim, would seem to be a raya from that. Because if you're going to tell me that the reason she can't sell it is because of the schos pairs that he has, then how's it possible that he has a schos pairs and still she can't sell it? And she could sell it. He relinquished himself from his schos that he has to prohibit her from selling it. But he didn't relinquish himself from his schos that he has in the actual Paris Nechzimalog. Meaning he's a shotif. So if he's a shotif, then by definition she shouldn't be able to sell it. And the fact that it's possible for him to have a schos in the Paris Nechzimalog and still for her to be able to sell it, that's a raya that the reason she couldn't sell it before he relinquished himself from it was not because of the fact that he had a schos in the Paris, but it was a bazunder din that he has a right to be my her from selling it, and therefore if he relinquishes himself from that right, although he didn't 
get rid of his Paris Nachsamalog, still it's possible that he'll have a schos in the Paris Nachsamalog, but she will have a right, meaning he won't have a schos to stop her from selling it. It's a little bit of a lundus, but it's a, a beautiful riot to that big yisoy that the Akhredim say, and Parakish enough. Either way, so again, so we had a Mishnah of Akhoys of Lishta. It says the Gemara Tani Rabchia, Ha'imer Lishta. Rabchia in his Braisa had a different Gersa, not Akhoys of Lishta, but even Ha'imer Lishta and Pashup Shat. The Chiddush is that even if you didn't write it, that's what Rashi says, all you did was said it, Amira itself is going to work. But either way, the Gemara has a major cash on this Mishnah. Mishnah says a man can write on a piece of paper, according to Rabbi Chia, he doesn't even have to write it. And he says, Din udvarim in and the halacha is, Siluk works. Asks the Gemara, is that true? Is there a concept of Siluk? Just because he wrote it, why does it work? The time we went to the Bray, so you have two shutfin, there were two partners, they owned a piece of property together, they owned a field together, and one shutf writes to the other shutf, Din udvarim in the he writes him on a piece of paper, I have nothing to do with this field, I'm done, I'm gone, I'm leaving. So he hands in his notice, I have nothing to do with this field anymore. The Allah is, it's a b'raisa loyomar klom, the garnish gezog, it's worthless. How, what meaning, it's not considered a, a, a chalois siluk, he didn't walk away from the field, he's still considered an owner of the field. What then did he mean? So the first one say, we interpret what he meant to say was, it was like a lotion tefillah, halavai had nothing to do with this field, I wish I would have never bought it, I wish I would have never gotten into this mess. But the bottom line is, from a Kenyan, from a Cheshavishbert perspective, he didn't do anything. So what's the Gemara's kasha? Why not? Why don't you say siluk? Just like in our Mishnah, the husband can write his wife, and it works, so why not in the Brisa, when one part and it tells the other partner, Ainli al Sadazu, the Ainli Asik, but doesn't that work, says the Gemara. Amit Rabbianai, Rabbianai said, but Kaisa Lava Idarusa. Then when the Mishnah says it works, it only works if he wrote it to her while she was in Arusa. <coughs> Meaning, before he actually was Zoycha in the Schusim that he has in the Paris Nachsamalog. When does a husband get the Schusim in the Nachsamalog? After Nasuan, not Mishasayrisin. It first happens after Nasuan. So that the Mishnah is talking about where he didn't have the schus yet. He wrote it before he actually had it. He was in the state of Erison, meaning the suin was on its way. It was going to happen. And he wrote before the Nesuin, by the way, ordinarily when we'll do Nesuin, I'll have schusim in the next Samalog. I don't want to have my schusim in the next Samalog. Then it works because you have misalik yourself from the schusim before you actually had it. However, in this Bryce, we have two partners where one partner owns, he has possession of the field, he can't remove himself from his field via Siluk. Siluk works as a preventative thing, that before I actually have it, I could be Masalik myself from it, if I won't get it. But once you have it already, then it's already too late. So therefore, in the Brisa, Siluk doesn't work because they're already Fartigashutfin. However, in the Mishnah, where you didn't have it yet, you're only in Oidah Rusa, there it works. Why is Oidah Rusa better? Says And this Gemara is very wordy that we're about to learn, and we showing them a very busy why we need all these different steps. The carrots of the Gemara is going to remain the same because of Oidah Rusa, but the Gemara adds a few pieces here. Why does it work by that if somebody is going to be Zoichan in Yerusha because of a marriage that he got involved in, for example, so such as ordinary, a, father, a son Yarshan's his father, that has nothing to do with a Misa that he did. The fact that a husband Yarshan's his wife is because of a Misa. He married her. It's for that reason that he Yarshan's her. So Rav Kahana said that if somebody before he gets married says that I'm marrying you, but I don't want to Yarshan you after we get married, that's a tonight you can do. And the reason it works is 
the rav. Oh, my rav, I'm a yafshi, but the konas chachamim going through shaymim loy. That if somebody says I'm not interested in a certain benefit, a certain takonas chachamim that chachamim gave me, we listen to him. Mike going through. What did he mean when he said going through? Could rav una marav? Don't rav una marav. Yichayli isha shatayom alabayla inin zaynis veini yosa. A woman can tell her husband, don't. Give me mezaynus, and I'm not going to give you my ma'isi dimes. Those were the sugis that we learned to paragraphalpi. But either way, there's a concept of a person saying efshi betakonas chachomim. That there's a certain schos that I'm getting, and I could say before the schos actually arrives that I don't want it. It's in that vein that the husband could be masalik himself, but oida arusa because being that the schos that he gets in echsam alog is a takonas chachomim that was in his benefit, it didn't come yet. It's for that reason that siluk works. However, the two shutfin that actually own the property already at that point it's going to be too late. So it's not clear what the Gemara's cash is. Why can you do it even after you're in Nesua? No, Nesua is too late because Nesua already, he is a Shotif. And once you're a Shotif, then you're like the Brysa of the two partners that you see look doesn't work. Rava, my Rava says that once you have Nesua and Yada, Yadifu Miyada, then not only are you a Shotif, but the husband actually has the better, he has some sort of advantages in the Shotif. Nafkimina, what's the Nafkimina? Lishay Meris Yavam. There's a long Rashi. Rashi says what the Nafkimina is. It's related to the Mishnah on the Payamadez. It's not really related to our Sukkah. But either way, the short answer. Although the Gemara said it in a very wordy way, is the difference between our Mishnah and the Mishnah is our Mishnah is talking about when he's Masalik himself before he actually got it. He did it by Darusa. Oh, he did it by Darusa, then Siluk works. However, if he would do it, La'achar Nesuin, that wouldn't work. Because once he had the Schos, it doesn't work. It's for that reason when two Shutvin, one Shutvin is Masalik himself, to the other Shutvin, it doesn't work because they're already partners. And once you're ready partners, at that point, it's going to be too late. The tour right here brings. A very important machlikis rishonim, which goes into the lumbus of this sugya. The Torah declares, the Gemara came the maskana that the only time the Allah of our mission is true is if it was kasav loy ba'ida rusa. But once you're in the sua, it's already too late. Bring, the Torah brings that rishonim discuss what would be if somebody was masalik himself ba'ida rusa, and then she got nechsamalug when she was a nesua. Does the siluk that she that he did ba'oida rusa work even for nechsamalog that she gets when she's in a sua or maybe not the siluk ba'oida rusa only works for the nechsamalog that she had at that point but any nechsamalog that she's gonna get when she's in a sua. For that, the siluk that he did ba'ida rusa is not going to work. Meaning, those nechasim that he she gets after she's in a suah, he will have a schosim. That's the shaila. So the Torah says that pamedvar mamurim bekoisif ay omar lo kein ba'ida rusa va'nechasim naflu la ba'ida rusa avulim naflu la mishanises afal pi shehisne ba'ida rusa pi rishvish inatnaimoyel. The reset. That even if he made the t'nai ba'oida rusa, it only works for nechassim that she had ba'oida rusa. But for any nechassim that she's going to get later, la'achan asuma for that, it's not going to work. But Ramban calls the Ramban argues that t'nai shehisna ba'oida rusa moyel when nechassim sheyiflu la la'achan asuma. No, the t'nai that he makes ba'oida rusa works even for nechassim that she's going to get la'achan asuma. Vekeni maskonas adoni yovi arosh l'tzal, and he says that was the maskona of his father, the rosh as well. That. Once you're masalik yourself, it works not only for the chasm that she has, but even for the chasm that she's going to get when she's in the sewer. Says Dabni Maluin, they both say, what's the beer in the machlekes? What's this machlekes tolian? Whether the siluk only works for the chasm that she had, or if it works even for the chasm that she acquired, says Rabbi Chanan and Abni Malum, it's tolian how you understand the siluk. When the husband is misalik himself from the nechsem 
What is he being misalik himself from? Is he being misalik himself from the nechassim? This is a Chakira 101. Is he being misalik himself from the nechassim? Or is he being misalik himself from the schusim that he has in his wife? Meaning, when somebody gets married, he has schusim in his wife. One of the schusim that the Torah or the Chachamim gave him in his wife is in the nechassim alog. What are the schusim that he has in the nechassim alog? We said the three schusim that every husband has in the nechassim alog. Is he being misalik himself from the nechassim? Or is he being misalik himself from the schusim that he has in his wife? If he's being misalik himself from the nechassim, says Dabnimum, that would only work then for nechassim that she had at the time that he was misalik himself. So any nechassim that she has right now, at the time that he's misalik himself, for that the seal is going to work. She got nechassim later, and he was never misalik himself from those nechassim. In fact, he couldn't be misalik himself from those nechassim they were lay below And just like Eno the Makna Dovash lay below he can't be misalik himself from a Dovash lay below either. So therefore, the seal is only going to work for what he had right now. But if he's being Masalik yourself, not from the nechassim. You're being masalik yourself from the schus that you have in your wife. That schus is ba'ilam right now. I could be masalik myself from that schus. Once I'm masalik myself from that schus, it works even for anything that's going to come later in the future. I did chassim weren't here at the time that I was masalik. Who cares? I wasn't masalik myself from the nechassim. I was masalik myself from the underlying cause, not the symptom, the cause, the schus that I had in my wife. Once I'm masalik myself from that, even if the nechassim are going to come later, it's not going to matter. Says Rabbi Chon, I have another nafkimin in this shayla. What if a husband is masalik himself only from a part of the nechsimolog? So he says, half the nechsimolog I'm being masalik myself. The other half, I'm not. Would that work or would that not work? Says Rabbi Chod, it's totally in the same chakira. If silog works, then I'm being masalik myself from the nechasim. Okay, so I could be masalik myself maybe from only half of the nechasim. But if the way silog works is you're not masalik yourself from the nechasim, but rather you're masalik yourself from the schusim that you have in your wife, so then you can't be masalik yourself from a chilek of the nechosim, because either you're masalik yourself from the schosim, or you're not masalik yourself from the nechosim. There's no way for it to manifest itself in only miktas nechosim, and based on that, Rabbi Chana says, the Rambam says Mufurish, that one can be masalik himself from miktas nechosim. If that's the case, says Rabbi Chana, it's a riot that the Rambam must have understood that siluk works from the nechosim, and if siluk works from the nechosim, so it would come out that the Rambam would hold, like the shitas hari, that the only time siluk works by darus is nechosim that he had by darus. For those already, it's not going to work. That's one ha'ara. One future. Same. I think it's the same shiloh. I think it's the same shiloh. Future crop. I think would be the same thing. Future crop. Me future crop from the same underlying nechassim. Would that be different? Right. It probably would be telling the same shiloh. I'm not sure. I have to think about that. It sounds like maybe it'd be telling the same shiloh. That's one horror. Another horror is the Rishonim say that that's Pasha, that when we say that Siluk works, Ba'oida Rusa, it's Dafka Ba'oida Rusa. What would be if you have a, two, a man and a woman and they're thinking about becoming, they're dating, they're thinking about getting married. And one of the things that the man tells the woman is, is by the way, if we ever get married and we have Aresen, I'm going to be Masalik married. He writes it, gives it there, right? I wanted to write it. He gives it there, right? He got Kais of Lot, Dinu Dvarim, Eilim, and Achsayach, and he hands over the Shtar. Would that work or not? And if it works, Boida Rusa, before the Nasur, maybe Kavachaymer, it would work if you do it before Aresen. Say the Rishonim, it doesn't work. That the only time Siluk works is if you have some sort of shaykhis, I meant to bring the Avnim Lom with me, the Lashon Avnim Lom, you have some sort of shaykhis to the 
thing that you're being misalic yourself from. But if you don't even have any shaykhis to it, you went on seven dates, that's not called shaykhis, so therefore that already is not going to work. So, where the husband has some sort of shaykhis to the Paris Nechzamalok, so although he wasn't zaychi yet in the Nechzamalok, because the Kenyan is not fartig until after Nesuin, but he does have some sort of shaykhis to it. I mean that he has some sort of shaykhis to it, it's for that reason it works. But Kaidemeris, we don't even have a shaykhis to it, there it's not going to work. Now the truth is that this idea that every Arus has a shaykhist to the Nechzamalog, although he doesn't really get it until after Nesuin, is something that's mavur in, in many, many places. Because really, all the schusim that a husband has, and, and not just the schusim, but the chiyuvim that a husband has, such as the shaykhsus fa'ina, they don't go into effect until after Nesuin. So for example, the Torah says, the Rambam says it's the Raisa, Rashin Chumash, Parshish Mishpatim says the Chiv the Raisa. Every man has a, 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 a biblical obligation to give his wife three things She'er, Kisus, and Oino. When does that Chiv come about? Lachanasuin. Just Eris and he doesn't have a Chiv. However, it's Mavur that although the Chiv doesn't really come about until after Nesuin, Mishas Erisin, again, to use the Lashon al Admi the husband has a Shaykhis to the Chiv of Sherksus Ve'oina. And there are many Raisa to that. One of the Raisa is, is that what's the Makar to the parish of Sherksus Ve'oina? Parashas Mishpatim doesn't talk about a regular husband and wife getting married. That's in Parashas Kiseitze. It's talking about Yiyud. The parish of Yiyud that an Odin has when he buys an Omer of Ria. Now, Yiyud is a machoikis in the Gemara, a Masechtis Kedushin, whether Yiyud is Eris and Oysa or Yiyud is Nesu and Oysa. And it means it's sad that Yiyud is Eris and Oysa. So I'll ask you a very elementary question. How could you learn the Chi of Sherexus Fa'ina? And say that the Chiyuv only starts Lachanasuin from Yiud if Yiud Gufa is Eris and Oisa. So if Yiud is Eris and Oisa and the Makar to Sherksus Fain is Yiud, isn't that a raya that Yiud, that the Chiyuv Sherksus Fain starts with Eris and it doesn't start with Nasuin? That's one aura. Another, the Shmaka Kasha that the Akhredim discuss. And that is the Gemara and Daphne Vonam and Aleph in the Sugya of Masna Masha Kosabatayra. Somebody tells his wife, so someone says, So it's If you say that that's me ask you a question. If doesn't start and the key of starts really the whole time makes no sense. I want you to be mekudeshes on the condition that there's no sherksus. What does sherksus have to do with kedushin? doesn't start. The chi of Sherksus Fa'ina starts Mishas Nesuin, not Mishas Kedushin. So if somebody would do a Nesuin, I'm an Asha'in Lachalai Sherksus Fa'ina, that would make sense. But I'm doing Kedushin, I'm an Asha, there's no Sherksus Fa'ina. Sherksus Fa'ina has nothing to do with Kedushin. It's a Nesuin de Gehalach, it's not a Kedushin de Gehalach. The whole time makes no sense. The Territ says, you see from here, and there's other eyes as well, that already, mish- although the chi of Bepoyal, of Sherksus Fa'ina. And the Schusim, such as the Schusim that the husband has in the Nechzim, look, Bepoyal doesn't happen until after Nesuin, but there's already a, a Shaykhis. Something's already starting Mishas Erisen. I'll read to you the Lashen of the Chavatzelah Sasharin. That's a very long to say from Chumash. In Parshish Mishpatim, I'll just read to you one line. V'yesh lo'hoisif, de'be'emes chiyuv Sherksus Fa'ina, she'kol ba'al mechuyiv le'ishtay enoi mischadesh based on Nesuin. It's as if the chiyuvim and the schusim, I'm adding the schusim, start now with 
a stipulation that it's not going to go into effect until later. <laughs> but the Chiv already was Maschel B'Sha'as Eresen. Either way, you have this man of Eresen, which is a, a tweener time. It's somewhere in between. It's not like you don't have anything, but also the Chiv is not Nigmar, it's not Nesuin, and the Halach is going to be. It's during that in-between time where you could do Siluk. It's not too early in the game that it makes no sense for there to be a Siluk. It's also not too late in the game where you already have a Kenyan in it, because once you have a Kenyan in it, then you're like the two Shutfin and the Braisa regarding the Sada, where at that point it wouldn't work. He would work. have to write again if you, if you want to be Chaser, am I right? After Ares, he would have to write again. Yes, of course. So yeah, and if he dies without and if he dies without children, there's a mitzvahibum. That she's an ashes ish, and she's an ashes ish. That if somebody is uh, boil her, he's chayiv koris. And if there's a child, it's going to be a manzer. Right. The question is regarding all the chiyuvim and all the schusim that come along with no marriage. Marry. That happens b'shas nesuin. However, there are rayas, there are makoris that the underlying chiyuv already began b'shas eris, and it just doesn't go into effect somehow until nesuin. How exactly you were that? So every lamdan is going to have his own nusach. Exactly how to say. It. But that, but the basic idea is as mentioned. The what? Right, such an idea. It probably works with that lumbus exactly. <laughs> what would be if someone was koisefle ishtoi dinu dvarim enli binach sayech? But in addition to just writing it, I'm sorry, we're going back on the Brysa. So the Brysa said, You have two partners, Reuben and Shimon, that should fit in the Sada. And one partner goes to the other partner, he writes, he tells him that I'm being Masalik myself from it. So it doesn't work. See, look, only works before you have this chos. Once you have it already, it's too late. What would it be if they made a Kenyan? So, right, they took the yarmulke up, down, they made a little Kenyan Sudder. Does that make any difference? What's the Shiloh? No, you're right, he made a Kenyan, but what was he making a Kenyan on? On what he said. And being that what he said was worthless, because what he said was, see, look, and you can't be a Masalik yourself on something that you already own, so therefore the Kenyan is not going to help. Rav Nachman says, no, if all you did was say it or write it, so then you're right, it doesn't work. But once you make a Kenyan, you're showing that you really want it to work. And being that you're saying you really want it to work, we assume that it's a real Kenyan taking place over here. Rabbi Yosef, who said that it doesn't work, makes sense in a case where after the person wrote Dinudvarim Enli Binoch Sayach, and then Dinudvarim Enli Asadazu, and then he made the Kenyan, he right afterwards was Moicha. So the fact that you were Moicha, that's a Giloy that when he made the Kenyan, he, again, it was part of his Tvilov. I wish I had nothing to do with it, and I'll even prove it to you, I'll even make a Kenyan of some sorts. But that the Kenyan wasn't a game changer in that he really wanted it to be Makhdam. However, if he's not Uri, he's not protesting, and he's somehow letting it go, then it makes more sense that he is agreeing and he wants it to be a Kenyan. That if, again, if somebody writes it and then he makes a Kenyan, we assume that that really works. It's not just a C-look, here he's really being mocked. Did you mean it only when he's protesting or even, even when he's protesting or even now? Because Rabbi Yosef said the same thing that you said, but he made a chiluk between Oyer and Oymid. So he told him back, when he meant to say was like, no, to me there's no chiluk. I hold that in all cases that it's true if you only write it, you only Masalik it, 
in, in writing, then the siluk doesn't work once you have a shutaf in it. However, if you make some sort of kinyan, the kinyan would make a difference. So, yeah, the first halacha of the Mishnah was, <laughs> so you use the very minimal lashin, so then we say that he relinquished himself from one of the three rights that every husband has in the next halacha. Which one of those three rights? Ordinarily, he has a schos to prevent her from selling it. That's the one right he's relinquished himself from. However, the other two schosim that he has, namely that he eats pears next to when she's alive, and that he actions the underlying next to when she dies, that he wasn't masalik himself. Why? Why do we say that? Why can't she tell him? You said So I think that it's an all-inclusive language. Maybe you masalik yourself from everything. Amr Abayis said it's based on a general Anytime you have a star that has ambiguous language, the one that has the star is Yodoy Alatachtoina. I mean, he has to prove that there's more in it than you would. So she has a star that he gave her that says that he relinquished his rights from the field, but it's not clear what he meant. Did he, did he mean to relinquish himself from everything? Maybe only one particular schos. Yodo alatachtoina. The one who's holding the star is always Yodo alatachtoina. So you're right. It could be that he meant to relinquish himself from everything, but it's unclear. I mean, that it's unclear. She's Yodo alatachtoina. We're going to assume that he relinquishes himself from as little as possible. What's the most minimal thing to say that he relinquishes himself from? That is the fact. Maybe Peri, how do you know which is which? A small pumpkin today is more valuable to a person than a bigger pumpkin tomorrow. Meaning, we're going to assume, because of Yad Balashar that he relinquishes himself as minimally as possible. So, what would be the least damage to him? The least damaging source. <laughs> For him to walk away from is Shemachra Venasnakaim. Now, it's true that if she would sell it, she can get rid of the whole thing so that he's losing out big time, but right now she's not selling it. I mean, right now she's not selling it. It's a big pumpkin that maybe he'll get in the future that he's going to walk away from. However, it makes less sense to say that he walked away from the schuz Paris Naxmog that he has today, because although the Paris Naxmog that he's eating today is small, it's a small pumpkin, relative to the fact that she may sell the entire Naxmog tomorrow, but this is today. Tomorrow is tomorrow, and was a zecher zecher. So therefore, there is a svara of betzinu tav mikra. The aim of Yerusha, maybe it's the Yerusha thing that he was masalik himself from. I'm rabbi misa shchicha mechir leshchicha. No, believe it or not, it's more shchich that she's going to die than it is that she may sell it. And it's for that reason that we assume that he was probably masalik himself from the schos that's less shchich that he'll ever get. He has a schos that if she sells it, he can prevent it. He has a schos that if she dies, he yarshins her. Which schos is more shchich that? is actually going to play out. The Gemara says, Misa, that's a more shchich digger thing. It's more shchich that she would die than that she would sell her property. And so for that reason, if he's relinquishing himself from a schos, probably from the schos to prevent the mechir, which is probably not going to happen anyways, rather than from the schos to block the Misa. Says the Gemara, right, the Gemara says, Ravashi says, no, that the reason when he says, Ainli bin Achsayich, that we say that the schus that he's going away from is shemachar and asnakayim is because his lashon is mashma that way. Why? Because what he say ainly benochsayich says Ravashi benochsayich v'loy beperisay, and it sounds like he's relinquishing himself from a schus that he has in the actual Paris, in the actual nechsamalog, as opposed to in the Paris nechsamalog. That's how you know he didn't mean to relinquish himself from the fact that he eats the Paris nechsamalog and benochsayich. 
yours as opposed to your yarshim's v'loy lachamisa. And that's how you know that the sukkos that he's relinquishing over is something that he has while she's still alive. So by process of elimination, if it's not peris nechsem alok, and it's not the fact that a yarshim's here, it must be she'emachra v'nasna kayim. There's a small toysvus here that we've spoken at many times in the daf. Abaye said misa shchicha mechira loy shchicha. Pashit, how do you understand what Abaye meant to say? Misa is more shchich than mechira. I guess you have to understand what life was like back then, but it was not very shchich for a woman to sell an achzavalog. It was more shchich that she would die. So it's for that reason, Misa is considered shchich. But Toysvis says, if you look at the second Toysvis on the Yom, Misa shchicha, Shema mishum deroiv pa'amim mistakenes beleide. It could be it's actual sh- actually shchich for a woman to die, because women used to have children, and childbirth was considered to be very, very dangerous. And it's for that reason, it was actually shchich for a woman to die. So it's not just that it's more shchich, but there's actually some level of shchichos when it comes to a woman dying, why? Because she's mistakenes beleda. We've spoken after Ibn Ezra many times in the Daf and Parshas Emor. Then in Parshas Emor, where the Torah says that a, a koyin is not going to be to a mace, ki im However, to the seven kroivim he's allowed to. And who are the seven kroivim? The first kar mentioned is imoy, and then afterwards oviv. So that's the Ibn Ezra, the father who comes before the mother. Kabet esovicha dasimecha, although ish imoy vav tiro. So it doesn't always come in front of the mother, but either way, why is the mother mentioned before the father? Says the Ibn Ezra, ki because usually men live longer than women. Women die before men, and it's for that reason we mention first because in, in order of, of statistically how it may most likely will play out, the mother died before the mother the, before the father. So therefore it mentions first Ima and then of it. This Taisus right here, Taisva says that there's a certain misa shikha when it comes to women, and the reason is mistakenes belayed. We've talked in the past whether it would play itself out in the halacha, because the big machalik is in chas, whether we're chashina lamisa or chashina lamisa. This suya maybe would be a little bit of a basis. This Taisva is to be machalik that even the manama that says we're not chayish lamisa, maybe that's only by a man, maybe not by a woman. So there's a Taisus in human after gimel, so there's already Hashtag raid regarding whether or not this toysfis chaps anafgamino lehalocha when it comes to chashina lamisa loy chashina lamisa anafgamino between a man and a woman. Rabbi Yehuda Omer lo oylam hu oichel pere peres. So the Mishnah says if you only said dinner var meilam nechsayich, then you still eat the peres. You still get a yashin after she dies. The only thing you walked away from was your right to block any. Sale that she tries to make. If you added a little language, so then already you walked away not only from the right to stop her from selling, but also from the schus that you have in the Paris Nachsamalok. Meaning the only schus that you're still going to have is that if she dies, you yachin. Yehuda said that although it's true, you're walking away from the Paris Nachsamalok, but you're still going to eat the Paris Paris. Paris Paris you're still going to get. How do you walk away from the peri peris? So you have to say a whole festal ocean. Only then you walked away from the peri peris. What are peri peris? If she brought karka in as nachsamalog and they were oisa peris, so those peris are peris. Let's say he took those peris, he sold them, and with the proceeds he bought. Karka, the osses of peros and those karka made peros. That is going to be peros, peros. Either way, you see from this Mishnah that not only does the husband get peros nachsamalok, he gets the peros peros as well. Do you have any kashas on that? Just so you get in. We are. Earlier. True, we are. 
in the last parak. That's also true. <laughs> we had the Gemara and that fine testament base. Rabbi Yana said, "I go in the vlad behemis melog." If somebody steals the vlad of a behemis melog, so a woman had nechsa melog in the form of a behemah. That behemah gave birth to a child. So what's the halacha? The vlad behemis melog is peris nechsa melog. The vlad is to the behemah like the corn is to the cornfield, so that. She, the husband is going to keep the person next to What if somebody steals it? He's a ganav. A ganav has to pay kefal. Who does he pay the kefal to? So the Gemara said, Meshalim tashlume kefal isha. And the Gemara said that although the husband is the one that owned the Vlad behemis milog, the reason is because peira takino le rabbonon, peira de peira loy takino le rabbonon. Freik toisviz on that fine test on the days. How does it stem with the sugi over here in the beginning of Perak Kaisiv? Where it's before in the Mishnah that the husband doesn't only get the peris nachsimul, he gets the peri peris nachsimul. Machloikis Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. How you masalik yourself in the peri peris? All right, that's fine. It's a shaylin siluk. But in terms of who gets the peri peris, it's clear that the husband gets it. So as I freik toisviz kasha. So toisviz says you have to say the chaluk is very posh. These peri peris the Gemara described happened how he took the peris, sold it, bought it. It came from the peris themselves. When the peri peros come from the oh, good kasha. When the excellent kasha. When the peri peros come directly from the peris nachsamog, then it's poshit that just like he has the peris nachsamog, he's gonna get the peri peros as well. But the peri peros that you got. From Kefal, Taisus Lashon is it's Asi Me Alma. Oh, when it's Asi Me Alma, I'll read to Taisus. Stavki b'midi di Asi Me Alma. Kegon Kefal Vlad behemis melog. There the halach is peru to kinu leirabanan, but peru to peru loy to kinu leirabanan. Avol pshita the peru to peru nami to kinu leirabanan. It's not bar koysef lo olam huaychol peru peru. It's actually yichtod gishmak. So that's Taisus on daf ayin tes on the base. He has a good kasha. So. Man gets the Paris Nachsamalog. He sold the Paris Nachsamalog, he bought Karka, and those Karka were Echel Paris. It sounds like from the Gemara that he only eats the Paris from that field. But the underlying Karka, maybe not. And it's a Mephurish of Eshmol. The Eshmol Shukhanarch says that although this Karka came into this marriage by him selling the Paris Nachsamalog, and he owned the Paris Nachsamalog, but once he bought Karka from it, that Karka is like the original, the underlying Karka Nachsamalog, and it's going to belong. To her. It's a tremendous chiddush, but that's what the Beishmul says. Say the achroinim that this Beishmul is a raya to another superlumbus that we spoke out last week, and that is that although it's true that the husband gets the peris nachsamalog, it's only a schusachila that he has, but he doesn't really own it because if he owned it, it makes no sense. If I own peris and I sold those peris. Took the money, bought karka. How does she now own the karka? This was all mine. The terrorist says, I never owned the Paris Nachsamalog. I had schusim in the Paris Nachsamalog. I had a schusachil in the Paris Nachsamalog. Whatever the word is, I had schusim, but it wasn't an absolute unequivocal ownership. Because if it was an absolute unequivocal ownership, then it would make no sense. The terrorist says, I only had a schus. The schus is to eat the Paris. That's only true. Called comets in the form of Paris. But if we now take it and convert it into karka, that karka is going to go back to her. I can eat the Paris, which is called Peri Paris, and that I talk have a schusen. But as far as the underlying karka, although she didn't bring that karka into the family, that karka came about through the Paris Nachsamalog, which he owned, it doesn't matter, that karka is going to go back to her. Alright, one more gemar. Rabbi Yehuda said like this, if all you say is, 
So, Rabbi Yehuda says, although it's true, you don't need the Peres Nachsamalog, but the Peres Peres of the Nachsamalog, that you will be able to eat. How do you walk away from the Peres Peres? So then you have to already use an all-inclusive Lashen. Ainli b'nachsayich, ube Peres Seyem, ube Peres Peres Seyem, ad oila. So says the Gemara, the Rabbi Yehuda Peire Peres Dafka is the emphasis in Rabbi Yehuda's Loshin, the fact that he included Peire Peres, or maybe the emphasis is the fact that he said Ad Oilam, or maybe they're both Dafka. Says the Gemara, Intim, Slemi Peire Peres Dafka, if Peire Peres is the point, Ad Oilam Lomali, why do you say Ad Oilam? Says the Gemara, maybe Hakamash Mashmon, keeping the Kazal Peire Peres, command the Kazal Ad Oilam, he doesn't have to write Ad Oilam. But by saying Peire Peres, you relinquish yourself from the Peire Peres, and it's as if you wrote Ad Oilam, you really don't have to say Ad Oilam. Intim, Slemi Ad Oilam Dafka, if you can tell me that the Iker is not the Peri Peris. You have to write Adoylam. Then Peri Peris, then why do you even write Peri Peris? Hakamash Malot. Alpha got the Kosovo Peri Peris. He Kosovo Adoylam in Eloy Lot. Mission wanted to emphasize that you have to write Adoylam. Because had the mission just said Adoylam and not said Peri Peris, you would have thought Adoylam works, but maybe Peri Peris also works. So the mission said, you know what, you have to do Peri Peris and Adoylam. Adoylam is the Iker. So he said, Merit, that even if you said Peri Peris, it doesn't work unless you also said Adoylam. And if you're going to tell me that you need to write both, why would you need both? So they want I'll tell you why you would need both. Because of because if you only write peri peris for like cost of lad oilam and not write ad oilam, have I mean I would have thought peri peris with the loyachal have a peri the peri peris Maybe it's only peri peris, but not peri the peri peris. And if you would write peri the peri peris, not maybe not peri the peri the peri peris. So therefore. Write Adoilam, and Adoilam means Adoilam, but otherwise, you never know. The E cost of Adoilam, and if we would just say Adoilam, the Loy cost of La Peri Peris, I would have thought that La Oilam a Peris card, that maybe La Oilam is going back on Peris, meaning the Peris next time along, you're not going to eat Adoilam. But maybe it doesn't mean Peri Peris. Peri Peris, that would be the Tzad to say, they needed to say Peri Peris as well, and we will stop here.